Here it is, Luke chapter number 8 and verse number 22. Now it came to pass on the certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? Notice the exclamation mark. For he commanded even the winds and water, and they obeyed. From the sky, amen, to the earth. From the water to the wind, and they obeyed him. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over Galilee. And when he had went forth to land, they met him out of the city, a certain man which had devils long time. And wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell before him, fell down with a loud voice, said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beg of thee, torment me not. And of course, it talks about his condition, breaking the chains. Jesus asks his name. There is an approximate, amen, of thousands of devils possessing this man. There's the story about the swine feeding and how they entered in this uh, mass swine suicide over the cliff. And then they, amen, see this man sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed in his right mind. They ask him to leave the country. And the story goes on. I want to, if I could, just for a little while, tie in these two stories together, these two uh, powerful happenings in the scripture, simply, if I could, redeeming the dark side of the sea. Redeeming the dark side of the sea. Hallelujah. He couldn't, Jesus couldn't leave this side alone. I believe it was intentional. Amen. That he sailed to that side to save one man. I wonder if you could pick that Bible, put it to your heart with one hand. Could you lift another? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. And again, God, for in your presence there's fullness of joy. Thank you, Lord, for touching these lips of clay tonight, for helping us, oh, Lord, in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're speaking to every minister, every brother, every sister. Thank you for First Pentecostal and the revival that's promised. We put our hands and our hearts in it to win it. We give you the glory and we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Could you place your Bibles down gently on the pew next to you? Clap your hands one more time under the... Hallelujah. Could you just put your heart in your hands one moment? Somebody love him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm not sitting down on the preacher tonight. Could you do it? Amen. Amen. If you said it, you may be seated. If not, stand up and try it again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I appreciate Sister Knowledge. She takes good care of me. Brother, she even put some peppermint drops in my water tonight. So salvation's coming to Sylvester Sinuses. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. that amen. He's allowed us to where we can sing a little bit, preach a little bit. My, isn't God good to give us so many blessings? Hallelujah. There's a storehouse spirit in this house tonight. I feel plenty in the house. I believe it's here for the asking, Brother Fry. 
Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. I look into this, and I don't want to storyfy you. I don't want to get bogged down in the quagmire of detail tonight. Amen. I don't want to bore you out of your gourd and make your brain drain to your socks. But somehow in the Holy Ghost, I feel that somebody needs to see just a little more detail of what's happening in this wonderful chapter, chapter 8 of the book of Luke. Brother, we find that in the world that we're living in, where right is now wrong and wrong is now right. We find in the world that we're living in, black is now white and white is now black. There's this reversicism, amen, that has taken control to where the insane are leading the insane asylum. And so with that in mind, amen, I don't believe Jesus, amen, is inept to understand what's taking place in totality around him. Amen, I know that he knows like no other the seaside of Galilee. He knows the atmospheric pressures. He understands the topography and the geography of the land of Galilee. There's something about Galilee, brother, that tears into our hearts with its fascination on our tours. As a matter of fact, brother, it's one of the highlights of our tours. Those that have been there can probably testify as well. There's something about the sea of Galilee. We take a, a boat tour, amen, on that. Uh, we ask them and we, we give them our little potato chip, as it were, and they put it in their musical system. They don't have some kind of little turntable, amen, 60s yesteryear hi-fi system, amen, but instead they plug it into some big, amen, uh, happy-pappy kind of speakers, amen. Brother, when they plug it in, it's, it's kind of, we will abandon it all for the sake of the call. My, I'm off tune, hallelujah. But I'm talking about songs like that, brother, where we're getting all together and people are laying hands on one another and amen. Tears are falling. Brother, it's one of our church services on tour. And we have a great time. As a matter of fact, I could give you the number to call the pastor and his wife in Tennessee. She instantaneously got healed, amen, from something that she needed so very badly on that sea, amen, sailing out on Galilee. Somebody say yes. Matter of fact, brother, it was there on the seaside that it was in Capernaum. Capernaum is the very center, amen, of Jesus' ministry. You could call it the ministerial home base of Messiah. Capernaum's fascinating in that the very synagogue there and one of its lower layers of foundation, you can see it. There's other layers that have been put on top of that from time past. But the earlier one is the 2,000-year-ago system to where Jesus most likely walked on that layer. It's just fascinating, brother, Capernaum. And I remember going to the seaside in Capernaum, <clears throat> amen, and, and, and for a moment there I said, listen, saints, we're just going to divide you out. I want you to go 10, 15, 20 minutes, and we've got some time. Break away. This is your prayer. Brother, it was a foggy morning. It was a misty morning. It was just fascinating. And, and, and then how, how many know sometimes just in the morning before you get clouded in the day? And, amen. We broke away, brother. And I remember, amen, sitting on one of those rocks over there looking out. I couldn't even see across the other side. 
Amen. And I just could hear the waves lapping up against and the sun maybe trying to beat through to the fog. And there was something just transparent, translucent, transcending about it that touched my heart where the tears began to fall. But I remember my conversion as a little 11 year old kid back in 77 when Jesus walked into this little altar boy, Catholic boy's heart and changed my life forever. Something about Galilee, amen, that transfixes you and you're never the same. I can remember that to this day in the feeling that happened there. But not to just take so much time in the testimonies of the sea. I want to give you just a little kaleidoscope of what's going on and how that they understood what's happening in the sea that day. Amen, brother, from what I can gather, there is, of course, the winds that come. Uh, from the Mediterranean Sea, good fishermen, fishermen that are experienced, understood, amen, that you don't mess around, amen, when the barometer and the weather is telling you, amen, that maybe you shouldn't go out today. You don't take chances with the boats that they had. They didn't have outboard motors, amen. Brother took some time with the wind and maybe a little oar to get back to the other side. And sometimes they would get caught. It's burned into their DNA and their memory. They understand this. Amen. And so, brother, it was that day. It's, it's, it's Galilee like a fishbowl that's sitting with mountains surrounding. Maybe I should have flashed a picture on the screen. But there's something about that that gives it, uh, could I say, a head start on the storms. And from an aerial point of view, you can see that Galilee itself, amen, is shaped like a harp. Gennesaret in Hebrew. Amen. From an aerial point of view, it's a musical instrument to the Jews. A gem, amen, on the topography of what they loved so much. It played them the songs of income. It played them the songs of family. It, amen, made out a melody to those, amen, that were brokenhearted and need something, amen, of serenity. The Sea of Galilee gave that to them. But sometimes the song went wrong. Uh -huh. Amen. And that sea roared. And they got captured in that. Brother, the Bible says, and this is a little brother knowledge, chapter 4 and verse 5. But could I preach from my heart tonight? Somebody give me a denominal nod over here. Hallelujah. Praise God. I look at it, brother, and there it is. Amen. The Bible says they were filled, or the, the ship was filled with water. That's in italics in KJV. Could it be, brother, the scripture could have said, amen, or you could have placed in there, and they were filled with fear. And they were filled with the knowledge of failure. This could be our last sailing. They were filled with depression. There was a cloud that came. Well, I don't know, brother, fill in the blanks as you were tonight, but I'm so glad that the master was in the ship at the same time. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe not this instance, brother, but at another gospel. It talked about how that Jesus slept on a pillow. Hallelujah. I don't know, maybe he got it from Mike Lindell. Amen. But Jesus had a my pillow. Amen. In the ship. It was his own. I don't know, brother. Why did the scripture say he slept on a pillow? Not some nets, not some wrapped up outer garment, but his own pillow. Whoa, I love that. Jesus was trying to get across to those that were with him. You don't have to fear. There's a 
There's a new norm in the storm. Hallelujah. When the waves are raging and the clouds breaking forth, amen, with thunder and flashing, amen, you can make it through. There's a new norm in the storm. Keep sleeping. Peace I say unto you. Somebody say hallelujah. Brother, you can literally grab your own pillow when the trial comes your way. You can grab your own peace when everything is falling apart. You can say, I'm not afraid. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that riseth against us in judgment, he shall condemn. Somebody say, hallelujah. Could you clap your hands in the back? Could you clap them in the middle? Could you thank God right now? Tell somebody... There's a new norm in the storm. And they got to the other side. Saints, you got to see this. Before I say that, hallelujah. And I don't want to kafuffle your kafuffer with this. But somehow I want you to understand something. This, is, this, this, this transforms me. Amen. I, I look at this and all of the Sea of Galilee and of its topography is just so, uh, uh, just, uh, it's not minimal, it's maximal. When you're there to understand uh, the diversity that's on the coast, when you're there to understand, amen, the complex economic business that was being instituted and constructed there. Saints, when the water was low and low enough at a particular year in the past, not too distant past, because of a drought in Israel, the water went low enough, brother, to where they found 16 different bustling ports that were along the edge. Amen. Of the Sea of Galilee. No wonder Bethsaida is called, Bethsaida means fish town. (laughs) Go figure. Mary of Magdalene, of Magdala. Magdala was known for its cannery. I don't know how they canned it. Amen. Sun-kissed kind of chicken of the sea. I don't know what it was. Amen. But praise God. They had simply there the cannery. They would salt it. It was a preservation. That was the cannery. She came from a salty land. Amen. Right next to the coast. But it was loaded. They found, they found mooring uh, weights and uh, fishnet weights and, 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 and dock supports and the stones that would support the docks. Sixteen bustling ports. This was Jewish owned and known. There was no doubt about it. Jesus preached in every synagogue that was there basically on and around the Sea of Galilee. As a matter of fact, brother, our tour guide stopped in the middle and he put his hands out when the boat stopped and said about right here. 70% that's written in the scriptures or in the gospels happened right here. 70% saints. This was the threshold of revival. Amen. Where the lame leaped like a heart and the tongue of the dumb sang and the blinded eyes would see. This was the ripened harvest. This was the people that he could reach. Call them stinking fishermen if you want to, saints. But they were ready, to, amen, with reception for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were ready to be healed. Woo. Hallelujah. So all of this, amen, was calculated, brother. All of this was on the coasts, except for one spot. And this spot was the spot way up, you could say, on the southeast corner or so, the place of Gadaree. I believe Jesus allowed Baal, the god of wind, lightning, thunder, and storm, he pulled back the veil for Baal to begin to storm up some stuff so that they could sail to the place where he wanted them to go. There's a purpose in the storm. God has got unction and function in your life to get you where you're going. 
The storm is not for not. Hang on to the mast and last because Messiah is going to get you to the other side. Saints, if he said you're going to the other side, you're going to the other side. And every time that we're on mission, the devil tries to thwart Messiah's mission. But he ain't going to. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I'm getting to the other side. I'm going there on purpose. Somebody say yeah. yeah. Say yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Look at it brother. Here it is. And Jesus set sail. Look at this. You've got to know. When he said peace be still. He knew what he was doing. To them. Let me paint this picture. Brother, I'm going to paint a lot of picture before I get there. Amen. How many want to meet the demon from Gattery? I really don't. But I'm going to introduce him to you anyway. Amen. But here he is, brother. Jesus said, peace be still. What's going on? In the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth without form and void. Amen. And there's a sense of, but there were a chaos in the waters. And he moved upon the face of the waters. Just another recognition to say, amen, that those that study the spiritual warfare in the planning rooms of heaven and hell, understand, amen, that whenever you find chaos, it's like a leviathan. It's kind of a chaos monster in the mind of Jewish thinkers. They understand that it took him to move upon chaos, as it were, then he created. When things don't seem right, when the Spirit of God comes, just like he moved into the service, a little chaotic in your hearts and minds, and poof, he blew upon it his spirit. And all of a sudden, wow, that makes sense. Wow, I got an understanding. You're going to leave this place saying, yes, I've got my healing in Jesus' name. And the same God in Genesis 1-1, Baroshi, in Genesis 1-1, the same God that calmed chaos and put him in his place in the beginning was on the Sea of Galilee. Amen. And calmed chaos again. Peace. Be still. And the Spirit of God moved upon the water. Pastor, it doesn't stop there. But in the book of Revelation, that which is to come, Brother Snow, that which is to come. In the book of Revelation 22, the Bible says, and there was no more sea. What does that mean, Brother? The Bible says there's going to be fire, sea of fire and glass. There's going to be a river that's flowing from the throne. There's going to be water. There's going to be sea. What does he mean by no more sea? And there'll be no more Leviathan or chaos that can come and trivialize your situation. Come on, saints. Amen. We're the reconnaissance. He's already died on Calvary. You got the power. Amen. To lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can take up any deadly thing and it will not hurt you. Hallelujah. Demons have got to flee. Shaka You've got a no more sea power that's resident and precedent in you. Yes. Woo. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. This same Jesus. That just told hell to hush up its chops. Amen. They knew. Even when they said, is it not a ghost out there in another predicament when he's walking on the water? Here it is. Somebody say, wow. wow. Say it backwards. Wow. Why? Because walking on water. Wow. Peter's now walking on water. Isn't it a ghost? Brother, they believed 
amen, in their mysticism, as it were, in the Jewish thinking, amen, as, as if it were the Leviathan sea monster, they understood it, because the middle of Galilee was deep, and what do you do, how do you deal with the deep, anything could arise, and no wonder they were scared, amen, no wonder they were fearful, the Bible says that a couple that filled with fear, they were fearful, amen, but with exclamation mark, my, amen, how he can do this, no man spake like this man can, Phew. can you say praise God, all of a sudden, they get to the other side, brother. I can see him in the front of that ship just sinking into the sands. And brother, from what I understand in some of our tours, you can see it. Amen. They literally say this is probably the place where it happened. This was Gadaree as a whole because this is the closest place to the sea. A cliff that makes sense where the pigs can only dive off from here. And here comes a man from the tombs. I don't want to spend much time on him. Particularly another gospel says there were two of them. But this man in particular came with a legion of devils. Hallelujah. Let me just say it this way. The authority hit the land. Amen. The authority has come to the land. And now, amen, all of hell has got to obey heaven. How many glad you're on that side? Come on, this little stuff that's taking place outside these walls. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. I will not be defeated. I will not quit. I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm saved from Satan's pit. Jesus fought and he won the battle and he gave it all to me. Ooh, hallelujah. Somebody say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is, brother. He's on the shore. Something's happening in the place. You gotta understand what this is. Can I build just a little background here? Is this okay? Somebody say I'm with you, preacher. Well, I'm gonna do it anyhow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. What, what, what are you saying? This is the spot that is generally Gentile. I've explained everything else, brother, is Hebraic, synagogues everywhere. They needed deliverance, they needed a touch. This is his own lost sheep of Israel. But this was a Gentile platform. This was the place where he said, I cannot leave out of the song. If the whole Sea of Galilee is a harp, a musical instrument, I cannot stand leaving this measure out of the music. For God so loved the world. He told his sheep, I have other sheep. And she will let Baal prevail for a moment. Steer the ship. Give us a little propeller. I got to get there quicker than what you understand. It's the man of the tombs that others have written off. Could I go through it real quickly? How deep is it, brother? The Bible said that he's naked. Back then, nakedness, brother, was an atrocity in this age bag now. But I'm here to tell you. Amen. Back then, amen, the hem identifies them. Amen. Back then, brother, the clothes, amen. Yes, they identify today, but that's why the lady could reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Amen. The more length, the more color, the more embroidery was the more, uh, amen, power, rank, and authority. Amen. In other words, he lost all of his identity. The Bible said he had no house. To, I'm reaching for somebody. The Bible said he had no house to go to. That means at the same time, sir, he lost his family. And family... It's a treasure. Hallelujah. Brother, amen, because of the babies that were born in the last few months. 
I let Sister Nolik stay with the baby since she was there at, at least one of the births. She could be there. And, amen. And uh, that, that great experience, except while I just kept on preaching and reaching for her. Amen. I ironed full time. I washed full time. I cooked full time. <laughs> I was done with the full time stuff. I thank God for family. There's something about it, saints. It wasn't just all of that, but it was just having her there. We work as a team. There's something about that. How many know what, you're, what I'm talking about? Thank God for family, brother. Not only that, but he was in chains. And chains simply meant that it wasn't the family. I don't think that put him in those chains. It was probably, look it up. It was the community. The community had to be formidable enough to hold him down in a one mind accord sequence to bind this man that frequently he would break anyhow. This was no identity, no family, no community, full of devils that filled the void and nothing could stop this man, hallelujah, from breaking chains and terrifying the kids down the dark alleys and run out into the wilderness and you'd have to bind them again. Anybody get the picture of what's happening here? Saints, amen, every time that the Jews confronted somebody that needed uh, an exorcism, according to an understand in their theology, they would talk with those devils. Look at all throughout the scripture. Amen. Rabbi Jesus would always talk to them. Who are you? What is your name? <laughs> I know it. you can put it on the screen if you want to, but Matthew chapter, I believe it's 12 and 22, that said, who is this? Amen, that casts out dumb devils. Amen, is not this the son of David? Maybe it's 23 that says, amen, and Tom, he casts out devils without speaking to some. The Jews knew this, that if we ever talked to, if there was a man that ever talked and never had someone talk back to him, that he cast out devils, we would know he's the Messiah. No wonder they were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? Because they knew if it could talk with them, how do, you, how do you talk to a dumb devil? He's dumb. Look at your neighbor say, the devil's dumb. How do you talk to a dumb devil? But they knew the Messiah was going to be real. Amen. When he could talk to somebody that had a dumb devil. And he did. And he cast him out. Hallelujah. No wonder they said, isn't this the Messiah? Yeah. Woo. And so Jesus, what's your name, Legion? 6,000 devils. Things going wrong. But you know the story. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to climax here in this sense, saints. And all of a sudden, Jesus sends all of those devils into the swine and a mass swine suicide takes off the brawl of that hill and goes right into the water. Brother, I'm here to tell you that just up shore of that, no wonder they came and ran back and said, hey, 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 the Messiah, this Jesus fella had just cast, all of our pigs are gone. There were those that were the entrepreneurs, the middlemen who would take care and supply pigs for the sacrificers in the temple of Dionysus. Amen. That was just up and in inside the hillside. Amen. It was their, could I say, manufacturing moment to where all of their pocketbook is now gone Amen. Because one man caused a mass swine suicide to take place. No wonder they said, we want you to depart from our coasts. 
This sister was the city of one of the Decapolis, Deca meaning ten. There were ten Greekified, Romanified cities there that did all kinds of atrocities. Brothers, you spoke this morning. As a matter of fact, Beit Shan, one of those that we went to, the only one in the Israeli territory. Amen. Simply, we went to the as if it were the bathhouse where the gladiator kind of men it would sit in saunas and they would scrape themselves. Amen. From the musty, rusty, dusty flesh and they would put it in some kind of containers, cap it, cork it, and put it in some kind of system to where others, such as those that loved their Olympic people, could buy their sweat and keep it on a shelf to worship their Olympic God. This was the Decapolis, drunken orgy kind of things in the temple. This is that brother that was unmistakably evil in the time, amen, of Jesus. They would not just sacrifice pigs, they would also sacrifice people. They didn't care if it was pigs or people, amen. The devils, they don't care. They'll fill pigs and they'll fill people. They don't know the difference of value. But since my God knows who to fill, he don't fill pigs. He just feels people because you're valuable to him. Peter, Paul, James, Bartholomew. Hello, somebody. Your ship is worthy to be saved. And in the midst of all of that, Bishop, in the midst of all of that, amen, there are three things that I understand when the man is finally delivered from everything. Number one, hallelujah, number one, you cannot stop anybody from worshiping God. Brother, this is a little analysis of Brother Nala, chapter 5 and verse 4. Amen. But when he was filled with devils, Brother, the Bible says he slid into home base and he worshiped the Messiah anyhow. There's one thing the devil can't stop you from doing is giving your heart to God and saying, not my will, but your will be done. I don't care what you're addicted to tonight. I don't care what kind of drug has drugged you through in the meal. Hello, somebody. He's able to seek and to save that which is all you got to do is get up and worship. All you all you got to do is say, God, here I am. Woo. Secondly, brother, secondly, just a little, just a little Sylvester synopsis here. From what I understand is that devils can't swim. You get soaking wet with the power of God. You get full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And every pig drowned that day in the bottom of the Sea of Galilee. There was no hope for them. I'm here to tell you devils can't swim when you have a deluge of His presence. When you're filled and thrilled by the baptism of the Hashatakasha, the Holy Ghost and fire. You feel it here tonight? It's overflowing here. Come on, it's, somebody get out and dance in the rain. Somebody begin to rejoice. Hallelujah. He's got milk. Hallelujah with wine. He's got honey with the honeycomb. It's in this house. I don't know. I don't know, brother. I've wondered, Pastor. Help me. I don't know what's behind those three doors, even if they're doors. Maybe they're just windows. But I've wondered. There's got to be storehouse. There's got to be extra buckets of oil back there. There's got, there's got to be stacks of Kleenex. There's got to be something back there that accommodates Pentecost. Woo! Somebody say hallelujah. There's such an overflow here tonight. There's no devil in hell that can walk on the Jesus in you. Come on, devils. Can't swim. 
is redeeming the darkest side of your sea. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you have been. But whatever darkest side that keeps you bound, it's going to loose those chains tonight. The master's going to speak. Third thing that I've noticed, brother, and I don't, I don't mean to hold anybody tonight. Can I preach? Can I have 10 more minutes? It's okay with him, so no matter what you all think, hallelujah. But another thing, pastor, amen, is that after he was clothed and in his right mind, he gets his identity back. He's filled and thrilled. I feel a little Holy Ghost spell coming on. We might have to have altar call while I'm still sitting on the altar. What are you saying, preacher? All of a sudden, it says, Jesus and Messiah's going. Yeshua's going. Amen. Take me. Can you imagine, saints, the one that just delivered? I don't know how long it was. Maybe his kids, five years, ten years. Maybe every once in a while, he'd see them. Kids running in the periphery when he almost had his right mind, that it would capture him again. It was dangerous to even have his own kids around. Maybe it's his wife from a distance. Amen. How could this be? He remembers the man that set me free. But Jesus gives him leave. And I can see it now. Peter, he's the master fisherman. You ready, Messiah? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. And he shoves off and you see the boat. Leaving from the seashore side. And, the, and, and, and that man from Gattery is saying, take me, take me. You saved me. You put me in my right mind. But Jesus said, no, go back to your own house. Jesus just told him, your wife's waiting for you. Your kids are waiting for you. And go tell everybody, simply said, your community will embrace you one more time. Got his identity back. He's getting his family back. He's getting his brothers back. <laughs> that's, that's what Jesus can do to a measure in the music he's not willing to live without. And God is fixing to pull somebody into the seashore of salvation. And the third thing tonight, saints, amen, you can't stop somebody from worshiping Jesus. Devils can't swim, but the third thing is, he takes a maniac and makes him an automatic missionary. Turn it around and send him to win the community over. Where are you tonight? Amen. Redemption is not an afterthought. Calvary is not something he summoned up just because, I don't know, it, it may not work, but we'll try this. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Brother, there was a wonderful redemptive red thread that came throughout the scripture. Brother, I was born in 1965, and now you know what none of your business years old I am. 
But I'm here to tell you, saints of God, amen, that he knew me in the womb, and he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Amen. There's a God that thinks you're more valuable than anything in this universe. Where he would step down in the month of Elul. Amen. And take off the royal robe and from the prince to the pauper. And be touchable, reachable. Amen. Just to reach the darkest side of the sea. Brother, if I could, amen, I want to say just to show somebody that this was not an afterthought of God. Even if you look at the chronology of the names, amen, that are mentioned in the scripture starting with Adam all the way to Noah. Amen. Adam means man. Seth means, and this is chronological, Seth means appointed. Enosh means mortal. Kenon means sorrow. Michelel, the next man born, was, means the blessed God. Jared, or Yared, amen, shall come down. Enoch, teach Methuselah, amen, his death shall bring. Lamech, the despairing Noah, means rest and comfort. There is a single message system that's being heralded here just by the names of those who prophetically name their children upon birth. This is chronological. Can I tell you the single message system, amen, straight from heaven is this. Adam, man, man appointed mortal sorrow. <sighs> The blessed God shall come down. His teaching, death shall bring. He teaches it. And the despairing, amen, that are there receive rest and comfort. Even in the names of fallen man striving for righteousness, the plan of God is spelt out. To reach to the deepest depths and the darkest side of somebody's personal sea. Come on, heaven is not willing to stop the music. Heaven is not willing, amen, to leave one measure of the message out. You're too important to him. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, every devil can't swim. <laughs> He's going to leave you clothing in his right mind. He's going to take <laughs> your Leviathan and say, no more sea. You're delivered tonight. Come on. Brother, you shouted it in the prayer room. How many are saved in the house? How many have deliverance in the house? Could somebody shout yes, yes, yes. Kasha, somebody ought to get out in the aisle and do a little hallelujah. Somebody ought to rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. It doesn't matter how dark the sea is. If you lift your hands, hallelujah, the devil can't stop you from worshiping God. He's going to the darkest side of your situation. I don't care if others look at it as small. It's big to you. It's important to you. And God says, you're delivered tonight in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. God says direction tonight in the name of Jesus, God says, and that settles it tonight. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Somebody's getting a hold of this. You might as well open up the doors. You might as well let the oil flow. He's not willing to let that side of the sea without the song. 
It's a harp. It's music to heaven's soul. He's going to you tonight. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You're coming. You're coming. Sister Nolik, you're running. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Could you lift your hands under the Lord? Could somebody cry under the Lord? Could somebody say, God, he's going to take that maniac kind of situation and he's going to turn it into a miracle. God is going to transform what's happening right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, brother. That's it. You don't have to wonder no more. Come on. You don't have to wonder no more. He is a lamp. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Hallelujah. The lamp may not shine far, but if I'll take it one day at a time, there's enough oil. Amen. For every day. That's it. That's it. You're laying hands on somebody right now. You're praying for somebody next to you right now. Could somebody, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Greater works. Greater works shall you do. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, rise up. Come on, greater. That's it. That's it, brother. That's it. That's it. That's it in the name of Jesus. Come on, he's reaching tonight. He's reaching. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to the darkest side of my sea. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it.